welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we find that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you were made for in this world and that just drives you from the inside out and brings you to life. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose coach, mama, nature loving, stubbornly optimistic, dorky child at heart. Here you can expect juicy mindset bites, stories, silliness and seriousness and everything in between. One thing I do promise is to make you smile. I'm here to give you permission to own your true purpose, to do what you truly want to do in this world and be the person that you were before the world told you who you should be. Because it's never been so easy than right now to do what makes your soul shine. So let's soak up some of that awesomeness that this world has to offer and help you find that thing that sets your soul on fire and bring it to life. Welcome to the Find That Thing podcast where we have the absolutely incredible Amelia Anderson, who you may have known as Amelia Harvey, as she has recently changed to her married name, which is really exciting. I am so excited to bring her onto the podcast. Amelia is a Perth-based intuitive life coach and business coach and meditation teacher and the creator of online programs and events for women who are ready to activate their intuition let their heart lead the way to a life of purpose, ease and flow. I'm going to let Amelia tell a little bit more about her story and her journey, but essentially she has spent the last decade immersed in the study of how we can tune into our innate inner wisdom to find true fulfillment in life, which is bloody beautiful. She's a qualified coach, therapist and meditation teacher and has mentored with spiritual and personal development leaders from across the globe. Amelia has worked with thousands of women both in groups and one-to-one to empower them to connect with their intuition so they're able to let go of fears and self-doubt and tap into their true potential. I should also say that Amelia, or who you may hear me call Mim, which is what her close friends and family refer to her as, is also a really close friend of mine for many years. And we actually met through her hubby, Trav, who I have known since high school. And I am absolutely thrilled to have her on the Find That Thing podcast, particularly because this is an area that I... I mean, I personally am so fascinated with and it's an area that I see so many of my clients wanting to learn more about in, in the journey of connecting to their true purpose and path in life. There is nothing more important than being able to tune into that, that inner wisdom. And I'm so excited because we have, here we have the pro on all things intuition, Um, what it is, how to tune into it and everything in between. So thank you so much for being here, Mim. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited we get to chat about this stuff. And I know. Yeah, it's going to be good. So good. So good. So before we jump into intuition, I would love to talk a little bit about you first. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story of finding your thing, finding your purpose, you know, that that journey of where you were before and, and kind of how you got to where you are now. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll keep it as brief as I can because, you know, these <laughs> no, things take just time. go on and on. Um, I think I first was introduced to like being an observer of our mind through yoga, which I started going to when I was 17 with my mum. She dragged me along to some classes that were run at a local high school and I just loved it. And it kind of like sparked this curiosity in how, how does our mind work and what's doing that's affecting our behaviour and what's real and what's our thoughts and all of that sort of led me then to choose to study psych when I went to uni so I've got my honours degree in psychology 
And I really love studying that and I love learning more about the brain and how the mind works. And um, during that time, myself, my main kind of mental struggle was around food. So I was very controlling around food. I was very self-critical of my body and how I looked. Um, From probably about 16, I remember feeling like that, like didn't want to eat in front of people, was very restrictive, tried diet pills, laxatives, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, And was kind of like I remember being in the thick of it but also kind of being able to look at it and go, why is this so stuck in my head? Like why there was a part of me that knew like this isn't, it's actually not something that's necessarily wrong with me. There's some thoughts here that are playing a role. Mm. Um, and so I was kind of battling with that, studying psychology, being interested in like, yeah, I keep on, I, I have these real, these really interesting thought patterns that are causing me to obsess over food and how I looked. Um, and I wouldn't say it was a full-blown eating disorder because I, it wasn't really hard for me to get out of that pattern. Um, but it was... When I was 18, I remember having this moment and it was when actually because I went to high school in Canberra and we'd moved back to Perth and I had this moment in the kitchen of our friend's house where I was like, I'm just going to stop thinking about it. I'm just going to eat what I feel like. Mm. And that was like, and I, and I felt so good from that point on and I felt like, I, I mean, there were still lingering bits and pieces, but I was able to kind of trust myself and I was like, what is this? this part of me that I'm even trusting Mm. um and that was my intuition that knew like I don't have to control things I could actually just relax about it and it would all be much easier and I could still nourish my body without being on diet and all that kind of thing um so yeah I kind of followed that interest into took that into psychology finished my psych honors degree the uni I went to the options to continue was to do a combined master's PhD and at that point I was so like studied out I didn't want to do that. I sat the entrance exam for medicine. I hated studying for it and I hated the exam, (laughs) which just made me think, like, is this actually what I want to sign up to do with the next, you know, minimum six years, probably 10, 12, like my brother's a doctor and he spent 17 years studying. And I was like, I don't think I want that for myself. So, um, and I was reading all these health blogs, following coaches. So I thought I'll do a coaching course. I'll see how this feels. Like I can always come back and do further study at uni if that's what feels good um and so I really went into it just with that let's let's give this a go and then started blogging about what I was doing started taking on a few one-on-one clients um and then we went to live in Bali for a few months my husband and I um just for something different and it was there that I feel like I met with teachers and mentors who really helped me connect with my intuition and that was the first time I was super aware of like this is my intuition, this is what it feels like, this is how I can get guidance. And from there I started my group coaching program, which was called the Soul Sister Session, and literally filled up a program with one Instagram post. And this was years ago when Instagram wasn't even a salesy place. Um, And it just showed me like, okay, if I can get in touch with this part and I can trust my gut and I can follow my instincts, look how easy life is, look how this just flows. And then my business kind of grew from there with workshops and one-on-one coaching and online stuff. And now I'm just doing a lot of one-on-one and working on some, a few other kind of products and courses in the background. Oh, wow. How amazing is that? And you know what's so funny? After, after our, how many years um, being friends and, and getting to chat to each other, I haven't ever got to hear that full story. Yeah, I know. It's so, you don't so tell it to your friends, do you? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Tell me your story. Mm. Um, I find that so fascinating that even at the age of 18, when you had that that kitchen moment with your with um, that sort of that awareness of food and your thoughts and the link between them, that you had a little bit of a sense of that intuitive voice from from that age, mm. which is absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of us do have it um, that it can sometimes be something that we only recognise later on. Yeah, I, I would love to know how, how did you know in that moment that that was your intuition speaking to you? I don't think I actually had that awareness of like, oh, it's my intuition. Mm -hmm. It was just this voice that was like, just stop. 
like that and that's often how intuition is it's not this big story it's just this thing and I was like oh my god just stop Mm. just stop trying to control, control everything and just go with it and yeah it all just got so much easier but yeah I, di- I didn't at that point go oh my intuition is guiding me I was just like oh my god thank goodness I'm exhausted <laughs> I do want to yes. stop I'm sick of this yes yes and I think one thing that I was hearing a lot in your story was this real awareness of of how things were making you feel throughout that process. So tuning in with, you know, maybe not going down the medical path because it, it just didn't feel fun. It didn't feel good. Mm. And and then hearing that voice in the kitchen and and knowing that that voice allowed you, it sounds like a little bit of relief. Yeah, for sure. And, oh, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. What, one of the things that I, I really like to to tap into with um, some of the find that thing guests is, is understanding what some of those, some of those mindset blockers were some of those thoughts that were maybe holding you back from stepping into what you, what you most truly wanted to do because um, you know, the, the thoughts, and I, I, I know that you have a really great awareness around this, the thoughts can be the things that can either hold us back or they can propel us forward. So I'm, I'm wondering if you can talk us through maybe one of those fears, doubts, mindset blockers that you had to clear or move through in order to fully step into your, your sort of your true purpose and path. Mm, yeah. I think for me it was definitely and still continues to be um, at different times like this need to control and this need to know like okay so if I do this this is going to happen and then this and then this which is so common I hear all the time from my clients as well yeah be good at spotting it from a mile away but we're so conditioned to do that you know people want to know what our five-year plan is or our 10-year plan is and Mm. our society tells us that we use our mind to think about the future and that's how we map things out and so it was that I think all of that came into me and then I really like to have control and I like to know how things are going to look um so it was wanting to just be able to see far into the future and the way that I kind of move through that and still move through it now when it comes up is just going let's just take a step and see what happens and I try to take like um this attachment to it has to look like this like to Mm -hmm. me that always almost is a physical sensation I can feel that tension in my body when I've attached myself to an outcome Um, Mm. and I can also feel the sensation when I've detached from it. And so that helps me to let go of that control. I can think of a specific time when I really had that visceral sense of like attachment versus detachment, which was when we were, it was when we were living in Bali and we did a scooter trip around the whole island. And at one point we were on our little scooter on this huge highway going like, 100 k's an hour and I was crapping myself <laughs> of like please don't know please don't know please don't crash like what's gonna happen and I was like clutching onto Trav I could feel all that tension in my body and then I was like there's nothing you can do you just have to let this go and I remember that sense of like whatever it is if I'm meant to die on this scooter I'm 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 at peace with that and it was like and also in my heart, I was like, but I know I'm not. Like, I know this is <laughs> when I tap into that knowing that this is not the end for me. This is just something I could enjoy and it could be exhilarating or I could be tense and terrified the whole time. Um, and I was able to detach. So I think it's when I, I notice when I'm clutching really hard onto something and noticing that and going, okay, I, like it's okay that you really want that. It's okay that you're attached to that. Mm. But let's try soften a little bit and see if we can just be here and just take one step and see what happens. Oh, amazing, amazing. And I, I absolutely love that because it's something that, you know, we can, we can physically, tangibly actually feel that, can't mm. we? We can feel when we're holding on really tight both in, in our minds and in our bodies and we, and we can really actually sense that within ourselves. Mm, I wonder if, yeah. you, if you've got any starting tips or starting points for, for anyone who might be struggling with that similar 
sort of mindset blocker or that similar um, challenge there around needing to control, where mm. would someone start in being able to release or detach from that outcome and, and to trust a little more? Yeah. Um, first, I would start being really aware of the mind and starting to notice, like, what is it I'm trying to control? Why am I trying to control it? Um, and do a little bit of journaling around that. I find that kind of thing's really helpful because mm-hmm. you can see your thoughts on paper. Like, you know, I'm noticing that I'm really attached to this outcome. Um, and when I think about it, I feel really tense. And like, just delve into what you're feeling, do a bit of a brain dump. Often that can give you those insights. But what tends to be happening when we're trying to control and our mind is going, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, all of this stuff could go wrong, so we have to control it and this is the one way that we go so that we know that nothing is going to go wrong. So what a fun exercise can be is if you brainstorm all the things, all the ways that it could work out, Mm. all the different possibilities, which your one human brain can't even come close to coming up with because there are infinite possibilities for everything that we do. But it's leaning into like what if this great thing happens instead of like and then this could go wrong and that could go wrong. So it's expanding in that kind of more positive direction. And then taking like playing with taking one step at a time, not not in this really tense way, but just going, okay, you know what, this feels right now. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to play with it. It's an experiment. At any point you can come back and you can go back to a different path. So often we get in our head that these decisions that we're making are like all or nothing and we're all in. And if I had said that to myself, for example, I probably wouldn't have done the coaching course because I was so like, I'll just see how this goes. I've got my other options. They're still there. So it's kind of playing with it, being a little bit relaxed about it, thinking positively, like what are all the great things that could happen? And, yeah, just being really aware of those thoughts and that that control tendency. Oh, I love that. That's awesome and such a good reminder about our good old minds that love to to default to the negative, um, the negative side of things and how everything could go wrong. But really, yeah. really taking that that conscious moment to think about all the ways that it could go right, and mm. it, it just reminds me of oh, I think it's Erin Hall's quote that says, um, "What you know? What if I fall? Yes, but mm. my darling, what if you fly?" Totally. And I yeah. I know that that quote in itself was something that that really helped shift things for me personally when I was ju- when I was mm. jumping into the coaching world. And yeah, my mind had definitely gone to all the, the the ways that it could go wrong and the ways that I could fail and all of those mm. sort of parts and even just opening up the the conversation or the the possibilities of how it could go right is so powerful. Mm. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to check in a little bit more around your story in terms of some of the some of the signs perhaps that you knew maybe before you jumped into the coaching world, how did you know that you maybe weren't on the right track or that you weren't doing the thing that you were meant to be doing before you found it? You know, what were Mm. some of those signs or those symptoms that you noticed, whether it was in your body or your mind or your energy, you know, what was the impact that you were noticing that told you that maybe things weren't aligned for you? Mm. I think like it really started with what I was enjoying and what I just wanted to naturally do. And I think because sometimes these things are so obvious to us, it's like, of course I like that, of course I don't like that, that we actually ignore them, like we Mm. discount our, our likes and dislikes. Like I said, I hated studying for that exam. By the time I'd finished my thesis as well, I was like, I'm so over this. This isn't what I love about psychology, doing research. Like I want to do the clinical stuff. I want to be with people. Um, and so I knew kind of what I was really drawn to and I was just following that. But then also I think energetically you get that real sense of like this thing energises me. When I do this I feel really energised, like I lose track of time. And this is when I'm reading my the health blogs that I was reading and learning from different coaches and going to my yoga classes and doing some meditation or doing my journaling or just spending time in nature or spending time with people who I really enjoyed being around. It was like, oh, that really lifted me up. I lost track of time. I felt like me. 
as opposed to like this felt really draining, like the study started to feel really draining. I was counting the minutes. I had to really force myself to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I felt, yeah, just exhausted afterwards. It felt like yeah. I was just pushing something up a hill and I was like, who am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? It wasn't, it didn't, yeah, it just didn't feel right. Mm. Oh, so, so juicy right there. So some of the, some of the areas that I heard, so when you knew that you're on the right track, the things that you were experiencing were almost a sensation of being lifted up. Like you could feel Mm. your energy lifting you up. You felt, you felt a real sense of energy there, Uh, lost track of time. So it sounds like you're really going into flow and that you just felt like you and isn't that a tricky thing to try and explain, <laughs> yeah. but, which, but which we all know, right? We know when we mm. feel like we're being us, there's that yeah. real alignment there. And, and when you, you maybe weren't on the right track, the, some of the things that you're experiencing there was, you know, really feeling like you were having to push, push mm. and force an outcome, like you were having to push something uphill. You were feeling drained you were coming mm. home exhausted and yeah. and really counting down the hours as opposed to losing track of time. Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. And I think so we're so brought up to like push through that mm. and go like hard work is how you get places. But I started to feel very early on that I didn't want that belief and yeah. I didn't want to have hard work be part of my life because it just doesn't feel good it's not me I I don't have the energy for it yeah oh my gosh right who does who does (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) now what about what about now what are some of the things that you notice in your life right now that help you know that you have indeed found your thing? You know, what are some of those beautiful benefits or, or lovely uh, sensations or whatever that you get to experience that, that kind of give you a bit of a sign that you've stepped into, stepped into something that is you, that is your true self and, and that is your purpose work? Um, I think it's it's again it's those obvious those things that are so obvious they're almost under the radar things like um people so often like oh I couldn't work from home because like how do you stay motivated and I'm like it's not even a thing (laughs) yeah I I love to do my work and I'm really excited about what I do and I'm excited to share these messages and I love working with my clients yeah and it it's not something I have to give myself a kick up the butt to show up for. Like if anything, I have to really be strict about boundaries so that I don't do it too often. Mm. Less so now that I'm a mum because I've got um, a little 18-month-old boundary who, who um, <laughs> needs my attention. But um, it's, yeah, I think that effortless, I just, I just love it and I just feel so drawn to it. Yeah. And it really does definitely energise me. I feel really great at the end of a day of work, sometimes like a little tired, but just so like my heart is so full and mm. um, I feel very like at peace with it in my body, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not something I'm constantly like, oh, I should do this, I should do that. I feel at peace with that. I feel when different nudges of like, let's try this come through. Um, but I also don't feel like it's something I have to control, control, which, um, I think I would, if I was coming more at it from like a, I have to do this, that mental perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Amazing. So that sense of peace, that, that sense of heart being really full, the energy, Mm. the effortlessness, the motivation. And Mm. I love, I love the flip in, you know, needing to keep an eye on the boundaries because the, the there's that real pull towards just wanting to do so much. So needing yeah. to needing to keep an eye on that. Now, I I would love to hear a little bit about you know since becoming a mama, uh, talking mm-hmm. about your little beautiful eighteen year old. I'm sorry, eighteen year old, eighteen. <laughs> Not quite eighteen months. <laughs> that would be an early pregnancy, wouldn't it? Um, how. How has becoming a mama shifted your sense of self or your your sense of identity and purpose in life? Mm. Um, I feel like so whole being a mum. I I've always been a very maternal person. I've always loved being around kids, and that doesn't make me a great mum. But it 
makes me love motherhood. Mm. And I, when I'm doing it, when I'm with him and when I'm connecting with him, like I'm like, this is just my happy place. It yeah. just feels so good to me. Um, it gave me like to, sometimes I just feel like it's so special. I get to do something I enjoy so much of my time. And even if he is cranky and even if there are tantrums or tears, like the the little challenge that that gives me and the ability then for me to be a very calming presence for him and use all of these tools that I've collected over the last kind of 10, 15 years to hold a space for him and to you know, validate his emotions and that kind of thing. It feels so special. Mm. Um, I just, I love it. So that's really, it's so nice to spend so much of my time doing something that I really love. And then with my business, of course, I have far less time to work on it now, but it's made me so much more effective. Um, I'm so much more targeted with my time. I actually feel like my business is running better than ever Amazing. now that I don't have five days a week to work on it. Um, and I've also started working with a lot, a lot more mums just naturally. That's the kind of clients that I'm attracting and that's like I love working with mummers and helping them find that kind of identity and connection to themselves within motherhood. So it's been, yeah, just so exciting, such a beautiful addition to my life. Um, oh. And, yeah, I love it. Beautiful. And so it sounds like the the heart of why you do what you do so that the purpose behind your work is still is still fairly um, similar but it's shif- mm. it's shifted and evolved as you has sh- have shifted and evolved yeah you know, being able to serve more of the mums and being able to share some of your gifts and your talents in different ways that that still manage to tap into that true essence of helping people connect to their heart and their their souls and their emotions Mm, exactly. Beautiful. Now, I would love to dive a little bit deeper into intuition. Now, mm-hmm. for some of those uh, people out there who, who maybe have heard a little bit about intuition, um, maybe haven't thought too long and hard about it. I know me maybe five, six, seven years ago, I, I would have heard the word intuition, but I didn't really understand the heart of what it was all about. Could you tell us what, what is intuition and why is it important? Um, to, to me, this is how I conceptualise it, is it's the voice of our soul. It's the voice mm-hmm. of our true self. It's kind of how this most truest part of us communicates with us mm-hmm. and it's like it's not something that has a specific location in our brain or in our body, but it exists in us in so many ways. It's in our senses, like that sense of this feels good, this doesn't feel good, even our physical senses of like, oh, I got goosebumps about that. Mm. Um, it exists in our gut, like in our gut feelings. If if you ever feel like you've had a gut feeling about something, that's your intuition. Um And it's in our kind of our energy as well and how our energetic body is responding to things too. Oh, amazing. And I know you said it's not not an area of the brain or or a very specific thing, but can you talk to us a little bit more about where where does it actually come from? Like how how does intuition work? So when we get those little goosebumps, what's going on there? (laughs) It's something that like we, it's not something straightforward. It's not understood by science. It's, it's so energetic that, I mean, there are different parts of our brain that are more sensitive to sensations or more perceptive to, you know, um, slight changes in our environment, our subconscious, all of that. There's nothing concrete that it comes from because mm-hmm. it is that part of us that we don't understand. It's like, um, You know, when people pass away, they immediately lose. I can't remember exactly how much it is, but it's like this small amount of weight exits the body as well Mm. when people die. And there's so there's this part of us that we don't, we can't see it, we can't feel it, but it's it's our soul. Mm. And but we all know that when we talk about it, when you talk to people about, oh, did you get a gut feeling? Did you pick up on the vibe of that thing? Mm. Um, All of this stuff that we all have a sense of. 
but there's no concrete thing, which is also why it's not something that we're taught. It's not something that's fostered because it's so kind of untangible mm. um, that it's it's a bit abstract for our kind of more masculine-leaning society. Um, but if you are able to kind of lean into it, the more that you lean into it, the more connected you are, the more you hear it, the more you see how it feels to you trust that voice like it's developing a relationship with just this internal voice that knows you better than anyone mm. on that tell, talk to us a little bit more about why why is it so important what what are the benefits that we would get to see if mm. we are able to really first hear that voice and then as you've just said now I think sometimes just as difficult as hearing the voice is trusting the voice. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's so important because it is the voice that knows what life is meant to be like for us. It's this voice that knows there's unlimited potential within us. It's not limited by external structures like our mind is. It's not, it doesn't play small in any way. Our intuition knows what we're meant to be doing here our mind is always only guessing it can only guess and it can come up but if we can plug into our intuition that knows that's the that's kind of truth with a capital t um but our mind can get close and can make great choices but without that intuitive element it can't we can't quite get to that thing that truly sets our world on fire and be in this really limitless state as well Oh, amazing. I love that. That the fact that our minds, they they have limitations, right? And that our mm. minds can at best guess an outcome. Whereas yeah. what I'm hearing from you is that our intuitive voice or our or our inner wisdom, that's that's the voice that is that inner knowing. It has a knowing mm. as opposed to a guessing. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Nim, how how does intuition help? with finding your true purpose or your true path or helping you step into your your true self yeah so it's it's that if we can learn to listen to it it's the exact thing that will link us to our true self it will show us and it doesn't have to be these big lightning bolt moments in fact it hardly ever is it's usually this this part of us that just is drawn to certain things the things we enjoy the desires that we have the interests that we have all of this is intuitive um and so it's it helps us by pointing us in the right direction the other thing our intuition doesn't tend to do is give us the whole picture which is what our mind wants which is what makes the listening to our intuition feel a bit scary because our mind says no but i need to be able to see exactly every step until the end whereas our intuition is like I'm giving you one step at a time maybe two yeah <laughs> so true how how can we how can we trust that voice knowing it's only giving us little <laughs> little um little breadcrumbs along the way yeah I think it's being really light with it and playing with it and not making it this this big intense thing but starting to use like words in your day like what do I feel like doing and mm. instead of like what should I be eating or what do I think would be the best choice what do I feel good about here what do I feel like having for breakfast what do I feel like buying at the supermarket mm. like and we have to have that balance between using our mind and using our intuition but if we start playing with that it's not we don't have to only use it for these big life decisions but if you start using it in these small ways it will feed into those big decisions in a way that won't feel scary yeah um but it's starting to go oh yeah what what feels right for me do I feel like going to that dinner do mm -hmm. I feel like reaching out to this person do I feel like signing up for that course reading that book or am I just doing it because I feel like I should or doing it for someone else or for some external reason that doesn't necessarily feel good. Mm, so really tapping into the feeling over the thinking, which, go, yeah. which goes against the grain of how many of us are taught at school and the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. What, what's one of the most notable intuitive nudges or experiences you've ever had in your life? 
maybe meeting Trav actually was very yeah. intuitive. Like we had other plans that, that I met him on a New Year's Eve and we had other plans and I was like, I just don't feel like going to this thing. I was with one of my girlfriends and I said, let's just go to this party um, that, you know, our, our mutual friend Jesse was having and he was there and I just never over overthought it. I was just like, this, this feels good. And, but then actually we lost contact for a year and this is probably where my intuition comes in. So I started seeing someone else. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. What I realized now in retrospection is that I had so much growing up to do and that the relationship with this other guy taught me a lot about understanding my thoughts and my self-awareness. Mm. Um, and so then January the following year, so it had been about a year since I'd seen Trav and I, he'd been floating around in my mind for a little while <laughs> and yeah. I don't know why. I just was like, that's interesting. He's kind of popping up and I'd been meaning to ask our friend about him, but I hadn't had a chance to see her. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I'll just text him like out of the blue after a year and said something really sassy like, um, stop playing hard to get, when are you going to take me out for a drink? <laughs> I love it. And I love he it. replied, who's this? Because I just made him But um, he, and eventually he realised who it was and we went out for dinner and it was just like, yep, this is this is it. And there was none of that angst of like, does he like me? Is this thing like, is he the right person? Blah, blah, blah. It was just like, this is really good. And even after our first date, one of my girlfriends was like, are you going to go on another date? And I was like, I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. That's how like in, in the flow I was, I was just like, oh, I, I mean, I, of course we will. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I wasn't like, oh, is there going to be another date? What's the etiquette with texting? Blah, blah, blah. It was just like, yeah, this, this just feels so right. So when our intuition is speaking to us, what I'm hearing there is that it feels right, it feels clear, it feels easy, and that mm. there's, a, there's less doubt and there's less overthinking going on. Yeah, for sure. It feels calm. Like when yeah. you're hearing your intuition, you will feel calm and you'll feel grounded and you won't feel like you have to have a million stories to justify something. Mm. It'll just be like, ah, oh, this feels right to me. And often if you find yourself saying, I don't really know why, but I just really want to do this or I just love this or whatever, yeah. that's your intuition that I don't really know why. Your mind doesn't know why. Your intuition knows what it's doing. So yeah. trust that. And, um, yeah, it's just that feeling of like this, this feels right. I'm not talking myself into it. If you notice talking yourself into something, your intuition is trying to say no. Yeah. Um, and your mind is going, oh, but it would be great because of this and your parents would be really impressed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, and then the opposite's kind of true. If you're talking yourself out of something like, oh, but it might be a bit hard or people might think that's a bit weird. That's your intuition saying, yeah, yeah, do it. But your mind's been coming in with that fear and that sabotage. Ah, so interesting. So there's a, there's a real link between what our minds are trying to get us to do as well as what we're experiencing in the body. And I'm, I'm yeah. wondering, uh, for those people out there that, perhaps are starting to develop their skills in, in hearing that intuitive voice or perhaps they've got a little nudge from it but they're, they're still looking to develop the strength in their intuitive connection. What, what are some of the intuitive voices or, or signs that they could look out for, whether it's in how it feels or how, how the, the intuitive voice speaks what are some of those things that they can be looking out for that will help them know that it is their intuition speaking to them? Yeah. So intuition will be that calm feeling I was speaking about. It'll be, it doesn't overcomplicate. It's not sentences and sentences like our mind is like very verbal, very chatty, has a million things to say. Our intuition will be a phrase, usually an image, a single word, or just a feeling which is not tangible like we're used to, like, oh, I have a thought. Yes, this thought makes sense. 
Um, so it's having that feeling. Something else you can tune into is like where is my energy right now? If you feel grounded in your body, if you're, you feel like you're connected to your body, you'll feel like your energy is sitting in your body, especially for women. It can be in that kind of womb space, in that heart space, um, as opposed to when we're caught up in our mind, our energy is like buzzing. It's a different vibration and it's all up in our head and there's almost this disconnection from our body. Mm-hmm. So if you're grappling with something, you can do that quick check-in and go, is it up here? Like, where is my energy right now? Am I feeling calm or am I feeling a little bit like buzzy? Um, and the calmness is the intuition and that buzziness is off in our mind. So interesting. So interesting. What, what are some of the ways that we can strengthen our intuition? Um, so it's really just that regular connection. Things like meditation, of course, is going to it kind of fast tracks that connection to your intuition because it's that intentional practice where you're saying, I'm choosing to let go of my thoughts. I'm choosing to step back of them. We don't quiet our mind in meditation. Um, It's too big an ask. And sometimes you will find your mind quiet and sometimes it doesn't. Both are great. Um, But it's just having that little bit of spaciousness from like, okay, I see my thoughts, but I'm also here in my body. And I'm here noticing, oh, okay, I'm feeling a little tight in my chest. I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little bit um, lightheaded. I'm feeling a bit like funny in my tummy. Whatever it is, it's coming back into your body and back into a mental space, spaciousness where you're able to hear a little bit more. It's kind of like meditation, like day to day, our mind is turned up full volume and our intuition is just playing in the background. Mm-hmm. It's, much, it's on like, you know, number one. So if we want to listen to it, which we can, but we have to walk over to it to hear it and it helps if we can turn the mind down as well. Mm-hmm. So meditation kind of does both of those things. It turns down the mind and it, and it takes us over to our intuition and we go, oh, yeah, I, I've been noticing you've been saying a bit of that in the background, but now I really hear it. Mm. Oh, I love um, that. I love that <laughs> what I'm hearing there is that our intuition is always speaking to us it's Mm. just about whether we're ready to hear the message yeah yeah another way you can tell your intuition is if you go I knew it um you know when things you do something that you didn't (laughs) and then you look back and you go I knew I shouldn't have gone to that or I knew whatever your intuition was giving you the guidance at the time you chose not to go with it which is fine and we all do it but that's a, such a special learning experience that you can go oh okay so that's what it feels like when my intuition is trying to guide me and if I'd followed it I wouldn't have this like oh I, sh- I knew it I knew I shouldn't have done it um so that can also be a really good way to learn about your intuition and then there's things like journaling like having that space to just write from your heart Um, which often starts with doing a bit of a brain dump, similar to meditation. We're taking that space away from our thoughts and then we're connecting in with our kind of heart and soul and what's that saying to us. You can use things like angel cards and oracle cards as well that are a nice way to kind of spark your intuition Um, Mm. because we are always interpreting that intuitively and whenever I'm doing it with my clients and they're going, oh, I can't see a message, I'm like, "What's, what's the feeling like? what's coming through and they're like well it's really silly but there's this color in the card and I keep seeing that color and to me that signifies that and I'm like well there's your message Mm, interesting awesome and I I wonder in in terms of the journaling uh the journaling tip there for connecting with the intuition do you have a couple of go-to journal prompts that you could suggest for those who are getting started with journaling and getting started with tapping into their intuition? I would start with firstly, at the moment, I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling. It's a really jumping point off, really good jumping point for any journaling session just to like process whatever's happening with you. Awesome. And then um, it's something along the lines of and choose what resonates with you, but at the moment my heart is telling me or the kindest choice I could make at the moment for myself or my soul wants me to know, and then going from those starting points, which is going to tap you, yeah, take you out of your head and into like a more heartfelt space to to make that connection. Oh, love those. So I'm just going to recap them there. So the first one was I'm feeling and just yep. tapping in with whatever comes up there. Mm-hmm. My My heart is telling me. 
and my soul wants me to know. Oh, they're beautiful. I absolutely <laughs> love them. Now, I thank you so much, Mim. I have one more question around intuition, which I think is one that a lot of people struggle with and something that I'm definitely refining my skills mm-hmm. around, which is telling the difference between the voice of fear and the voice of intuition. So the, yeah. vo- the voice, and you've sort of touched on this a little bit already, and I'm wondering if you can if you can really hone in on how we can how we can differentiate between when a voice is uh, talking to us through fear or intuition. Mm, yeah, I get this question all the time, <laughs> and so it's people are sort of going, "Am I am I not meant to do this because I'm scared?" Or am I not meant to do this because, or sorry, am I meant to do this but I'm too scared and my mind's talking me out? Yes. Or am I meant to do this but I can't tell if that's my intuition or is my intuition telling me don't do it? Yes. Or is it my mind that's telling me don't do it? Yes. Um, so it's it's really being conscious of, I think the, the thing that can help the most is just going, what? how is this communication coming through? Is it coming through? Is it chatty? Has it got all these reasons? Is it very verbal? Do I feel a little bit contracted and stressed when I'm hearing it? So, you know, it's your mind going, oh, no, people, will, people won't like it if you do that. You know, don't shine too bright. Um, it's no one else has done that before. You don't know what you're doing. All of these self-sabotage patterns. And the more clearly you are aware of your self-sabotage patterns, the easier it is to spot this type of fear, which can actually become a signal that you're on the right track. Mm. So being able to go, okay, so my intuition's really hit the mark with this, but my, my mind is really getting worked up and I can see it and I'm going into all these fears and it's trying to stop me in my tracks. That's really interesting. That probably means I'm on the right track with my intuition. So it comes with this overthinking feeling. It's like I was talking about that buzziness up in your head um, and this feeling of like contraction of, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just do the safe thing. Whereas intuition, you have this calmness, you don't have all the answers and it's, it's like an image, it's just a knowing or it's just a word. And it's like it just feels right and I can't really explain it. Yeah. That's how you can tell it's your intuition. Yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. Juicy tips. I love it. I'm definitely <laughs> going to practice that next time. <laughs> Mim, thank you so much. I have one last question to ask you a little mm-hmm. bit more about you, you personally and your purpose. And I would love to know, what's what's the ultimate impact that you want to have in the world or the difference that you want to make whether it's little or large you know what's what's that impact that you're here to be able to help help create my mission is really to help women connect with their intuition and to become their own source of wisdom so that they can kind of step out of that overwhelm that so many of us have in because we're, we're consuming all this information mm. and it's, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And, and when we're in that state, we're always falling short and we always feel like we're not quite enough. And if you can plug into that intuition and get connected with that, you don't need all of this overwhelm information. All you need is that that kind of your intuition to tell you, yes, this is for me. No, that's not for me. And you are able to proceed through life with so much peace and walk a path that is for you, not not because everyone else is doing it, not because someone thinks you should, but just that knowing that feels so right. And when we're doing that, self-doubt is out of the picture. Mm. Willpower, restriction, all of that, it's out of the picture because we have this knowing of like, this is so true for me. It doesn't actually matter what anybody else thinks. And it gives us this ability to be so present and connected in our relationships to create these magical businesses or creations or whatever it is that we have to bring in the world. Um, so, yeah, that's really my my life's work is helping women to feel their intuition and be guided by that and trust that. Oh, I absolutely love that. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Mim. I was oh, just... Thank you for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Now... How can our beautiful audience connect further with you? 
Um, so I'm on Instagram at um, amelia.anderson.coach. My website, which is still in my maiden name, but it will redirect when I've shifted that over to my married name is yes. ameliaharvey.com.au. Um, I share lots of um, videos and things on Instagram at the moment. I'm working on a little bit of a rebrand and some new meditations and I've got some exciting things in the work but works, but that's the best place to come and hang out with me. Amazing. And I can definitely advocate for Amelia's amazing meditation. So if there's any of you out there that are wanting to start the journey and strengthening your intuition and starting to hear that beautiful voice so that you can live a life that is aligned to you and live a life that is full of less doubt I think that would be an absolutely beautiful place to start so thank you again Mimsy so lovely having you on the podcast my pleasure thank you beautiful I really hope that you absolutely loved that podcast episode with the beautiful Amelia Anderson and her juicy, juicy tips on how to connect to your intuition. If you want to go deeper on tapping into your true soul's calling, your heart-driven purpose, and understand what you are here for in this world so that you can also find an aligned path for you, something that feels right, something that feels snug, that feels juicy and that brings you a life of fulfillment and beauty, then I would invite you to follow the links in the show notes below to download the Purpose Finder workbook. It is full of incredible, powerful questions to be able to help you go deep to find that thing that you were made for in this world and to transform that into something that's not only going to give you a lot of happiness, but is also going to give others a lot of happiness in the process. Because by you sharing your gifts and you tapping into your true calling, you are automatically helping others in the process and healing yourself and healing others. What, what else is there out there? I don't think there's anything else better. So check that one out and enjoy. Enjoy.